0: The De- Colores Radio. The De- Decolores Radio.
1: Hello, welcome to The Colores Radio episode blank.
0: Episode blank.
1: <laughs> this is another De Coco Tasso, also known as
0: Little Chicken Nugget. <laughs>
1: Woo! Last time we were able to have Richard Villegas from Song Mess Podcast join us, who we love dearly. (laughs) Can anyone guess who we have with us this time around? ooh no no <laughs> the lovely ladies of cabronas y chingonas podcast i'm your host eva arreguin and with me is my co-host rafael tamayo
0: what's popping
1: and we're officially welcoming our fellow uh, dallas used to be dallas latinx podcast friends the chingona Maite and the cabrona Cynthia to the show.
0: Hey, it's lit. Hey,
2: he did with
0: the it was popping, so I had no, to do it. I had to, I had to stop for
1: him.
2: Sorry. Oh my
1: god. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming, y'all.
2: How's everybody doing? Good jet lag. I can finally say that, you know. You're, are you jet lagged by two hours? Hell yeah. I should be asleep by oh. now. Shut
1: this up.
0: Because so, like it's time. yesterday to you right now, right? Yeah, y'all just, are or so or no 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 no. It's tomorrow for her. <laughs> it's tomorrow, it's tomorrow, that's tomorrow, tomorrow. I'm like Texas. getting
3: confused. Listen, even though I know, like it's already 20 so what 19?
0: Yeah. You so you're are where are it used to be.
2: He's actually Blade Runner. <laughs> I'm <mean, he's> way <laughs> far ahead. Yeah, you guys are in 2018. I'm in 30 gay teen, so. Wow. Damn. Damn. That's advanced level. Do we still I have rights
0: though? I that.
2: I would hope still, so. No, we finally have. We finally have. Oh my God.
1: <laughs> Jesus. So we actually did an episode before in October of last year uh, as we were getting ready to go to Podcast And unfortunately, we had a little situation, and that little buddy didn't make it out alive. (laughs) Um, Thus, we are here again welcoming you all back to the show.
3: Damn, the queers always die. Stop!
1: (laughs) Oh my god, that is not what I was going for, even though that's wow. Facts be facts, son. Wow, we got it way deep, real quick. So I'm going to quickly read your bios, and then we can jump into the rest of the interview. Z. Yes, uh, that didn't work. Uh, Maite, a.k.a. Chingona, is a Los Angeles-based writer who podcasts on the side. Maite is a staff writer and team lead for PopNerdTV.com. Born and raised in Dallas, Texas. She's a staff writer and t- Oh, I already said that. Where she attended the University of North Texas and began this podcast. I get nervous around my... Th- she moved to California in 2017 to pursue screenwriting and hopes to one day create the queer and POC TV show of her dreams. Yes. She's also... Particularly passionate about micheladas and Thai food. (laughs) Woo!
2: Hell yeah, I'm ready for it.
1: Fried papita, a.k.a. cabrona. Cynthia is a passionate, almost obsessed queer content consumer. (laughs) When she's not watching queer films, she's eating fried papitas, (laughs) drinking too much champagne, not papi, and going to all of the concerts. All of them. Cynthia studied at the University of North Texas and majored in political science. She loves her dog, all dogs, really, <laughs> and pan <dulce. laughs> Welcome to the show, Cynthia and Maite.
0: Can I say that those bios, like, made me want to cry? Did
2: what? they? Why? Oh,
0: yes. Are you also hungry, right? <laughs> I'm hungry. Because I, I know. You're but hungry, just, aren't you? I just, I got to... Can we pause recording really quick?
3: Yeah, I got it! Tienes some chile atodado right there and right wish I was like, I was still in the nose, like. Dallas? Yeah,
0: yes. <laughs> that hurts me every single day, every <laughs> second. <laughs>
3: Oh my oh. gato, wow I guess you, you, uh, you guys need some time, need some yeah. space Yeah, y'all
0: just don't know, y'all just don't know, y'all ain't ready, y'all don't even understand What do we
3: not know? I,
0: I ain't gonna explain it because we only got what, <laughs> an hour?
3: We only
1: got one wish Okay, Um. so before we jump into the interview, we still have something very important we have to do first What? Oh I'm, my
3: god, I'm, I'm kind of nervous I'm gonna ask you I'm all scared. something
1: really private Yes, I'm gay
3: <laughs> what? no i'm not single <laughs> oh
1: damn okay something to give our listeners an insight into your personal energy into how you are feeling right now that's right we're translating your feelings in the best way we know how memes it's time for meme me me Mood <laughs> god. Should I, should I, should I One shot Me Mood The Cocotazo Guest Edition Let's hear it Cynthia
3: So am I actually Allowed to play My You can Yes Look, Okay, okay. So mine is a bug That uh <laughs> <laughs> a It's oh a god. bug's life And it's a classic It's a classic song Let me play it for you guys
2: Oh my
1: god <laughs> hey, that sound. hey Oh <laughs> And what's happening in the video? So,
3: the bug is um, <laughs> dancing in cue to the bed squeaking <laughs> yeah. from side to side. It is a green bug with very long legs. It and looks like
1: spaghetti it noodles. It looks like
3: spaghetti noodles. And it's just like, and they called her Isabella, and she came in clutch, y'all. Oh, and wow. she's just out in the wilderness getting it to, uh, yes. who is
1: that actually? Ying Yang twins? No, that's uh, that's not Ying Yang.
0: Is, I don't know. I don't think
1: it's Ying Yang. I think it's just one of those like. That's like a little somebody or... I feel
0: like a fake s-
3: Southern hip-hop fan. Same.
1: Same, yeah. Because I'm You're like, I used to just fired. call
3: it the bed squeaking song. <laughs>
1: right.
2: Maite, do you have a me mood for us? I do have one. Let's hear it. So I'm permanently, every single day, in different wor- like senses. Uh-huh. I'm the dude that keeps misidentifying this damn butterfly. <laughs> Which one is that? He's like, is this whatever? And it's never the fucking butterfly. <laughs> so, for example, like Twitter... Is, oh
1: oh oh is yes this a social, is this okay. a social life
3: you know yes alcohol is this a personality
1: i like the one that was like men of color dating is this a white woman is this freedom and i was like yikes <laughs> <laughs> i like that one a lot that one's really great yeah good choice so good choice did Tommy. we figure out the name of the person
0: yeah uh, it's trillville trillville of the crunk era
1: Yes, oh, yeah. Early 2000s, Lil, Lil, J- Lil John's people. Absolutely. But about you. <laughs> 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 all right. So now we can jump into the interview and get to know you all a little bit better. Wait, we're not going to hear your meme mood? No, we're oh. just giving y'all. <laughs> because we always have meme moods. Do you have a meme mood today? I don't really have a meme mood.
0: Oh, so...
1: Mine is probably all the fucking rest in peace Drake memes, <laughs> but this is so old well, now. Yeah,
0: but after Pat mentioned you know the the cheers that she that we had earlier i was the little kid i think it's a redo the one that the little boy that says i like turtles
1: (laughs) you like that one yeah i
0: I am and i feel like him very much i like turtles
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's so cute i never heard you say that That's me. One more time. (laughs) (laughs) One more time.
0: All right, one more time. I like (laughs) turtles.
1: I like turtles. Third time's a charm. We had to do it. Um, So I'm going to let me mood in there today because that was beautiful. And Mm -hmm. now we can really jump into the interview. So. You both of you had kind of similar paths it seems like, although very different lives because you both like went to UNT and then you ended up becoming friends and all that. But how was it for you both growing up in Dallas?
2: Boy, well, you know, as as you <laughs> I don't know, do you want to do like the negative news first because negative news. News. whatever <laughs> whatever you feel is right,
3: whatever you're comfortable with.
2: Um, I mean, I don't know. Do you want to go
3: first? Uh, uh pff, my childhood uh my childhood was bright and beautiful and simple and clean. Get out. Uh, no, I mean, it was a mixture of like uh, the hood, slash, being like the nerd in the hood. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Nice. Like,
0: so, can we hmm. play some gunshots and you tell us what caliber gun it is? I probably could. Yeah, yeah honestly. I yeah. <laughs> would <We're gonna say laughs> for the, yeah, the interview. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, yes. Lovely. Like,
3: uh, you know, growing up, you know, hearing gunshots every other weekend. Like, um, you know, murder, slash, making good grades. is like my childhood. Hmm. I mean I didn't murder anyone. I didn't murder anyone. But no, no, I'm not confessing to a crime. That's fine if you did. We still
1: should hear your
0: story. Nicoladas ain't no snitches. We, we got you. We
1: gonna tell nobody.
2: Pinky promise.
1: Yes,
0: absolutely. But you met them.
2: Um, I grew up near the hood.
3: hmm Hood adjacent. And, yeah, hood adjacent. <laughs>
2: um and I don't know, my childhood wasn't amazing, but yeah. um yeah. I don't know. What do you want to know? I guess I'm just like
1: for you growing up in Dallas. How does Dallas affect your uh, who you are? It's kind of how I start, and then we can jump into the the real nitty gritty.
0: The nitty gritty. I'll guy. say this. So when I look at y'all, I think yes, I I think of Dallas and I think of North Texas, but I think also uh, of of people that are doing things or representative representatives of something that isn't really associated with dallas or north texas so y'all have this like unique quality to each of you so if i'm like a listener or if i'm someone that doesn't know you at all how do you explain that like yeah i'm from dallas and yeah you know i'm I'm, my experiences are are, are north texas but this is the side of me that kind of explains how i went through that and am who i am now now
3: i guess like being queer and like north Texas and growing up being like a queer brown girl in the hood and also being a nerd like kind of made me look for like a space to create Mm -hmm. um because like in dallas i didn't have time to like create a space like i had to work and go to school and that means all of my free time was to studying and, and to work, so I didn't really have, like, a space, like, a mm-hmm. queer space for me, period, my whole life. Like, I felt comfortable everywhere I went, but that's because when you're queer, you're able to, like, code switch literally every day of your life, no matter where you are. And um, I just wanted to create a, pla- create a place and like that I didn't have as a child. Like, I didn't have a queer corner to hide in or a queer place to be in. Like, all my friends are straight, even to this day, so I guess... That's how it affected me <laughs> now. <laughs> Other <laughs> than Might Maite's like my only queer friend, to be honest. How did and you, I tell her that.
0: Or, or can you, do you know of the moment or do you know what it was it said, you know, fuck that. I'm going to make my own corner. I'm going to make my own space because it's, it, it it isn't out it's here. It's
3: necessary. Well, like what really inspired me is I was <laughs> listening to like a lot of like podcasts and they were all queer. Like I was listening to Latino Lunch and <laughs> Radio Menea and I was like. What the fuck? Like, I want more queer people doing things. And I said, fuck it. Like, let's do it. Like, let's just be those queer people who talk about things. And me and Maitha were already doing that on Twitter. So why and not? And you
2: two met via Twitter, correct? Yes. Tell yeah. us more about that. So I don't know why, but <laughs> I,
3: I guess Homegirl followed me. And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> in like 2010. Yeah. Damn. Way back. Way yeah. back.
2: when like I had a, a very strong <laughs> worded Twitter name back in the day. do you want to share with us i'm so curious it was queer bait
3: i love that's how i found her
2: (laughs) i mean yeah it worked so she followed me and like whatever you know twitter especially back in the early 2010s or whatever like everybody just talked to everybody and it wasn't it wasn't what it was today Mm -hmm. but you know whatever we we would talk about gay stuff all the fucking time and it got to a point where we were just like ahead of the fucking curve Like we knew what was going to come out before it came out and what was the best. And like there was articles coming out about like, oh, these are the best queer films. And we were like, okay, they forgot like 10 essential films. Wow. So that's when we were like, we should like find for me in my head. I'm just like, yeah, I should write my own article. But she's like, we should do a podcast. I'm like, okay, podcast it is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, yeah, that's kind of what happened there. And then so that's how y'all met.
1: And in reference to Rafa's question prior, how was how
2: were you affected by that? By Dallas?
1: Yes, California. by Dallas
2: and getting to where you are now. Um, I don't know. I think I actually was talking to Pat about this pretty recently, but I never felt super comfortable being myself in Dallas, mm-hmm. if I'm being honest. I feel like now, in the recent years, I feel kind of proud of being Texan, mm-hmm. but it's a recent thing. Right. Like, I feel that. I never really felt pride in it until very, very recently. Um, and I'm really glad and the changes that Dallas is going through. Like, I really wanted to get better and to become a place that I would have felt comfortable with, but, like, now I'm not here. Right. Um, but
0: you're still part of that. Like, y'all are still part of that. That's why I ask, because I feel like, you know, even with your experiences, you know, even just as close but far enough like Denton and the stuff that you're doing now and the the things that you're making room for, you know, it's all part of something that didn't really exist here for for someone like you to feel comfortable coming into your own. Right. So, like...
1: And now might is in right outside LA, yeah, technically LA. LA County,
2: okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's LA
3: County. Even, you can't even tell when you're so out there. So
1: <laughs> she left right around the podcast studio time basically, yeah, right before. Morning. She left Dallas, but it's going well
2: for you there. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, you know, a slow start it always is from what mm-hmm. I hear, but I I don't know. I, I don't think I could would want to live anywhere else. It's just such a great place. Right. Um, so then you two met
1: via twitter.com. <laughs> <laughs> and the then twitters. when was the first time you actually met
2: Matt? Seven years later? Golly. Did we meet at Pride? We met at Pride in two thousand. If
1: you met anywhere 16, else, it would be illegal. <laughs> it would that be illegal would, to
0: meet anywhere, anywhere right. except
3: Pride. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. But oh my god, that yeah. was an interesting... that was an accident too. We didn't mean to we didn't. Be. We just saw we were, each that's other. Great. Yeah. That's great. Can this
0: be a movie? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> like we knew each other via Twitter, and then I was like, "That's my thing." And we were planning <laughs> on meeting
2: soon for the podcast stuff, but then we were like. Like, I was walking by Havana. <laughs> no, and this M-verse. is way
3: before podcasts. This is oh, like, this is way before. This is like 2016, and we didn't do the podcast until 2017. Holy oh, sh. No. Yeah. So yeah, nice. 2016. Get it together, you guys. Yeah, I'm no, just kidding. You just got your iPhone. Remember, we were talking about iPhone. Oh, shit, you're right. Okay. Yeah. My phone iPhone. is, the iPhone is how bubble. I <laughs> navigate through time.
1: It <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So then you met in real life at Pride, and you clicked right away
3: oh we're super drunk we're wasted i don't remember any of it
1: <laughs> like <laughs> that works like, that's real
3: i was like blackout drunk like oh, like i was, I was like it was yeah it was good we were just doing shots when we met each other we did like three shots uh, i was already seven deep by the <gasps> time she met she me was yes, oh my. <laughs> yeah pride is lit like and was I, did, crazy. I did seven shots in like an hour and then oh you came God. in we did three more
2: holy shit yeah. i'm so glad you're here right now <laughs>
0: Would she's had seven shots. In yeah. an hour. Yeah. yeah.
2: The fact that she remembers that though, I don't even remember. Look, her. she's I, I keep track. She's cute. She's I thriving. thriving. <laughs> Good Lord. Um, so I love your
1: little meeting story. Um, how was it for you to navigate queerness in Latinidad? Because that's something that's obviously very, a lot and it's very different from person to person. How did you all best navigate that? And how are you still? navigating that
3: you should hear the good story first go ahead go ahead i don't know is it good my okay so both
2: are good because they're real yeah
3: Yeah, that's true i mean it's not like good it's just kind of like it took me a long time to get to where i was uh, comfortable and okay Mm -hmm. um to even like i don't know tell my family um I don't know. Getting to this this place, it was, it was a long journey. I feel like every queer really goes through. Not every queer. I'm not going to say that. My experience is that it was really, really difficult at first to like grasp, just because like we're dealing with Catholicism, we're mm-hmm. dealing with like you have to be the perfect Mexican daughter bullshit, and that like stereotype that you have to take care of your family, and you're you know they're putting all these like stereotypes and fucking what are they like? tropes on you Mm -hmm. that you have to live and exist in within your life like femininity like even to this day like I still I'll code switch for my mom because it makes her happy and it doesn't really bother me because I don't give a fuck about gender Mm -hmm. so I'll do it but like if I'm comfortable with it but when i was little it wasn't like i'm comfortable wearing a dress all the time and i don't feel like living under these fucking gender norms that every like latino family puts on you you know like right. i wanted to learn how to fix the car but because i was a girl i wasn't allowed to you know i wanted to learn how to like take care of myself but because i was a girl like, the men in my Latino family are not quite as exceptional as the women. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> No,
1: I'm
3: just <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> Toxic masculinity? What? In a Latino family? No what Shocking. Um, no, but, like, uh, there are a lot of norms still put on me. Like, even when I came out, they were like, well, as long as you're still going to give us grandchildren, which I thought, mm, What? This isn't about you, uh-huh. but okay, sure. But trying to exist within those like gender roles that they're placed on you is total bullshit and then you still have to go through it. And anywhere I go, Latino men treat me a certain way that I fucking hate. Mm-hmm. Like, um well, not Rafa. Ah, no, that's why we like sweetheart. him.
0: Thank you. <laughs> I try to be. You're
3: the exception. But yeah. You're like,
0: everyone's exception. <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't say that. Okay. No nah, <laughs> I uh, don't say that shit for nobody.
3: Uh, but yeah, so I mean, the women were good, but yeah, there's a lot of people in my family still that place these like fucking norms on me that uh fuck that.
1: And you knew from a young age and were able to get comfortable with it, or you got more comfortable once you told your family?
3: I got comfortable maybe in my twenties in college, probably when I met uh met the girlfriend i got really wow accepting of myself uh but before that it was really hard Mm -hmm. um i really went went through it in in high school and in middle school and i knew when i was seven Mm. so early on oh yeah yeah Yeah.
1: i always love knowing i think it's beautiful yeah i love knowing when people knew
3: I was seven. Don't do that, my <laughs> <fit>. <laughs> <laughs> You haven't even talked about, like, how awesome your mom is about it, though. My mom is probably, like, I guess because I guess it's normal to me. Like, I'm like, oh well, our moms are cool. But my mom has always been, like, super accepting because she's always been surrounded by, like, the queer community. Mm-hmm. Um, she didn't talk about what my grandma did, but my grandma was surrounded by a lot of trans people in Mexico Mm. because of what she did. She was a seamstress for a certain community in, in Mexico. And my mom was exposed to like trans people and queer people as from young for her whole life. So um, she didn't tell me that till later, but um, she was always accepting of queer people. I was, she's always worked for queer older people and, she taught us early on that people are just people and that like we should accept anyone if Mm -hmm. they're good people, it doesn't matter race, ethnicity. So she's the cool one, but, um,
1: Yeah, I loved hearing your mom on y'all's episode. I was like, oh my God. And the way she just grasped onto everything and was so willing to keep learning because it's so rare because especially in the Latino community, you become this traditional this because it's so deeply rooted in Catholicism that they don't want to leave that norm of like, you should have husband, you should have kids and they should take care of you. Um, And so hearing your mom Mm. is like, honestly inspiring and it's really cool to see that you had that rooted for you in your life whereas there's obviously different a lot of different stories that don't go as nicely um
3: Yeah, but she's never believed in, like, any kind of cultural societal norm that Latina is put on her, ever, Mm -hmm. because she didn't have that kind of experience. Like, you know, everyone else has, like, a normal mom-dad situation, and they live in one house their whole life.
2: extraordinary.
3: Hers is, her life is crazy. Like, Mm -hmm. she lived in 15 different places by the time she was 15, and there was a revolving door of men, and it it was a wild life to live, in, in which she raised, she was raised, so she just understood people are people very early on that there's all that societal bullshit is just put on you right like humans are just humans yeah that's Sorry. real
2: and maite was it for you um that's a good question <laughs> if you if you care to share
0: yeah Can i mean my
2: mom was like just like like you said like, like we were just talking about like she subscribed a lot more to these norms she mm-hmm. was like man and a woman and she was very like even though she wasn't like exactly at church every weekend, but she was just like, you gotta do these things. You It's gotta, still so deeply embedded, yeah, even if you you're not get your confirmation you know. Mm-hmm. You know I had to do all of that shit. Um, so she and w- you
1: knew by that time. So you were probably uncomfortable.
2: Well, the things I didn't know until I was like 14. Okay, I so didn't like right know until after. very late because my, my family and. I wouldn't say that they're like outwardly like, oh, let's kill gay people. Like they're not that homophobic, but they're not, but they're not into that shit. Like they make fun of it uh-huh. to this day. Um, so that's the mentality that I grew up in. And that's the mentality that I even didn't fight too much until I realized that I was. Mm-hmm. Like I truly fear like if I hadn't turned out to be gay, like I could be, a, I could have been a homophobe. Like honestly. Mm-hmm. Because of scary. what you're surrounded by. Because yeah. it's seen as norm. That was my environment. Like, right. Know. So um, yeah, she just wasn't happy about it. Especially when, like, she, I think she started suspect in high school and she, like, really, like, took it bad. But she, like, blocked it out. You know how parents are. Like, if they don't want to see something bad in you, they they won't see it. Mm. So then I finally, I came out to her the day that gay marriage was legalized. Mm. And by then I was already, like, in my 20s. Yeah, what was it, 2014? Something,
1: something like 15? that, yeah.
2: So it was, like... 2015.
1: Yeah, not too long ago.
2: Yeah, something like three years ago. Um, And by that point I'd moved out, you know what I mean? Like, she... She hadn't seen me with a guy in, like, a hundred years. Like, she, <laughs> I think she got the clue, you know, but she was still upset. Um But she did tell me, like, and this is a mom, like, one of those moms that does not say nice things right. to me. A ever. lot of
1: Latina moms? Yeah, so
2: it was, like, the most shocking thing ever. She did say, like, I still love you. Mm. And, like, she hadn't said that even on a regular day. Wow. So it was pretty intense. So you got, like, a double bonus there. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, whoa. I was, like, shook. Love? You love me? What I'm is this, this thing? I, t- I, t- I just thought you were, like, going to not hate me, maybe, but no. That's like, a big yeah.
1: deal. That, like, all these things are so normal in Latino communities. I know. I don't mean. to I always. I'm, like, not trying to put my family's business out there. But, like, I remember my sister saying, like. Mom didn't used to say I love you like she does now. And I was like, mm. what the fuck? <laughs> because well, that yeah. was normal for my oldest right. siblings. But like for me, me and my mom were like, I love, girl, I love, I love I lo-. like we right. say it so often now that I'm like, whoa, I can't imagine yeah. not having that. But because we're not taught that sweet, loving affection, we're shown it in different ways.
0: Well, yeah, know. I think, and then I think part of that is, you know, from the, so the the, the weaving of like the religion and the cultural identity of what being Mexican or, or latinx represents Mm -hmm. makes that really difficult but you know like when you talk about you know the 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 the, your story might there and like you know we everyone i feel like everyone has situations that they kind of identify with in relation to the way you know y'all are sharing your story but like um like how do you do, do you feel like it was more difficult trying to go through that within like the latinidad or the the like your cultural identity of it or more like the location of being in dallas because i know like there's there's people that i know that are a generation or two behind me that everyone knew that they were like one in particular everybody knew that this person was gay this person knew that this that he was gay and everyone else knew but because the fam- like the family couldn't go through that shame this person ended up like having a family ended up marrying a woman okay. and having children knowing that that's not who they were or what they wanted to be or what they you know what they wanted to live and so like the i guess the fear of that shame was so overpowered like, overpowering on that person's life, like, it, it, you know, it was impossible for this person to break through the cultural thing of, like, you know, being who they are. So...
1: They succumbed to the pressure and true, no. didn't... People who do that now. Yeah. I mean, it's, and it hasn't gone away. No. It's just, like, People more accepting it. maybe a little bit um, to a certain degree, even though we have, like, Donald Trump as president, etc. Um <laughs>
2: so i don't tell my like only my mom and my brothers know that i'm gay like nobody else does yeah Mm -hmm. and and you don't think you'll ever share i i don't think i would mind sharing but i think it would bring shame on my mom Mm. and i just can't do that i can't make that choice for her right so damn
1: well thank you for sharing that that shit's like really hard and i i think that's i love y'all as a duo because you are the complexities of this right you're very one is very supportive and all the things you could dream <laughs> of and the other is the exact opposite right almost where it's just like no this is real or I remember at when they had, they all discussed their families and you were still one of the only ones that was like, "Mm, no, I can't really talk about it that much. And and I I think me and you chatted about it afterwards and you were like, I felt kind of weird about that. And I was like, no, that's why you're so important up there because Mm -hmm. there's so many fucking people like you and they don't even get the chance to have a platform where they can share that. But you're representative of so much more, whether you're comfortable with it or not, or even making yourself vulnerable and sharing that with us is such a big deal. Because I know we have so many queer listeners, and we don't give them enough spotlight on our fucking show. <laughs> and so, like having y'all here is a big deal. Um, and your work is such a big deal. Um, the
0: empower, like you, we, it, it would be impossible to measure the empowerment of like sharing stories like that like mm-hmm. honestly cuz like we all know and like i was saying we have friends family who like you know got kicked out got disowned don't mm-hmm. talk to anymore outcast had to move away or for whatever reason like weren't able to just live their fucking life right. like what's the problem and so you know the the realization that you know, yes, everyone is a human being, everyone is a person, and, and the way that they identify and live their lives is completely up to them, and should not be, like, shamed or for, you know, or, or whatever, for, for any reason, like, it's something that we're still dealing with in a way that's, like, it's 2018, like, we we we're evolving as a society, why aren't we... Understanding of our of, of our family of and well, well,
3: like Latinos, it's like that really, really strong cultural impact on us. It's like it makes us feel as if we have to pick between ourselves and our family, and that's like a really hard thing. To because ask because of it's anyone. so
1: intertwined, we're not even supposed to have ourselves outside. I mean, of as family, Latinas, you're
3: supposed to take care of your family. Like, so everything you do is supposed to be for your family. And us, it's like it feels like we don't want to reject our own family. So it's kind of like a. You're kind of stuck between making people feel like you rejected them and their way of life, like it's not good enough. But it's like, no, like this is just who we are as humans, and it doesn't mean we reject that y'all or our family or our culture or identity. All those things are still in us; they are mm-hmm. a part of us. And being queer is I me and my. The believe is just one of the many things that make us us. It's not the only thing, right? But for sure
2: yeah, we definitely amp it up for the for the podcast, yeah, but yeah, but there's other beautiful complexities
1: to you all, of course. <laughs> um, so then let's get into the main thing you all talk about on your show. <laughs> which is both Latinx and queer media represent- representation as well as just people of color. Mm-hmm. Um, basically marginalized communities. Is that yeah. fair to say? Yeah. Um, media representation. So I am fucking, I love media representation. <laughs> I'm obsessed with it. So your show is like a beautiful uh, piece of pie that everybody needs. And I love <laughs> it because I literally often can't even listen because I'm like, Oh God, I haven't watched that yet. Um, <laughs> But it's so vital. Um, so share with us a little bit more about why you all did this. I know our listeners know a lot about how we feel about media representation in general. Um, but how you all decided on this and maybe some of your best episodes or proudest moments.
2: For sure. Um, well, we when we started out, we had different reasons for starting out. For me, I wanted to highlight good representation and i wanted to highlight you know like people that were doing good stuff and and bring out some of the things out of the woodworks um i think cynthia was more on the side of like wanting to have our voices out there which is also incredibly necessary like Mm -hmm. i looked i looked before we started our podcast i looked i'm like any queer latinas talking about any media
3: Nothing. None. Wow. None. There, we don't exist except us. I mean, now, now maybe now. I now I think there are more people doing it. Like, like there's, there's radio. Mean, now they do music. They do music. Mm-hmm. So it's not
2: really. I mean, I guess it's kind of media, but they don't talk about queer media all the time. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah, I mean, it's just there. W- I think like this
3: community, like the, this thing that we did is just something that needed to be done because I think queer people are so thirsty for anything queer that they're like they'll latch on to literally anything and that's what we did like we just made something because i know that there's a demand for it because it does not exist we're definitely ignored by like shit everything Mm. so i wanted to create a space where we could all come together and talk about the things that we love to watch and see ourselves being represented because it did not exist and I am obsessed with queer media and I know that I'm not the only one because you so desperately want to see yourself as normal. Reflections. Yeah. And I, I wanted to see myself as normal and I'm always looking for that because being in Texas and being queer isn't always, you don't always feel normal. Mm-hmm. You know, Texas, you know, I'm a little queer Latina from the hood. Like <laughs> those are a lot of hyphens there. And so <laughs> I'm definitely always looking for someone to just like, I just want to be carefree for about an hour or so mm-hmm. and kind of escape living in Texas and escape living I don't know, having to code switch all the time. It's bullshit. So, I just created a safe space where I could be as gay and as fucking politically incorrect as I needed to be. <laughs>
2: It's great in the editing room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, we keep curse
1: Yeah, I'm like, we keep curse words, so you're fine here. But for you, it would be more difficult.
3: No, no, we swear well, a lot. I'm just really drunk. Fine. I'm no, just no, really the drunk. The you are not <laughs> drunk. <laughs> oh my God. I am mad drunk in you're those episodes. H- oh, I was like, um, no, no, I'm drinking, H- drinking H- water, water.
1: Your episodes. In our Got our it. Episodes oh, I
0: thought I was going to pour up. I thought we were
1: going go for Yeah, let's do it. Let's take a shot. Wow. What a shot, you guys. Delicious. Ding! Yep. Ding. Wow.
2: Well,
1: oh, <laughs> um, well, where were we? Now I'm
2: lost. We was drinking.
1: Um, did you have something to add on to that? No,
2: I was trying to think of where we were at. <laughs> Jesus, like, this never we, happens to us. Like, do you did see what you did? It, like, why did we make it? Oh yes. Why oh, did yeah. we?
1: Why did you do it?
2: Yeah, I mean, like you said, we're like trying to create a space. I I eventually want to get to a point, and I know this might be um, the long, like, super long term goal, but. Uh, I eventually want to get to a place where we can be even like people, creatives can look at us and listen to our show and be like, these are the, these are the things that need to be done better. Mm. And that, that would be a really amazing I place feel to get
3: that. to I feel like, that like real cultural criticism from people who they are supposed to be thinking about like you know um, they keep talking about how like Coco was reviewed by people who weren't like POC and Latinx mm-hmm. and it's like yeah same like same as That'd fuck that have no tie to it yeah it's like same as fuck like why don't you just listen to the people who are actually doing it like right. and the great thing is that like
2: we don't all have the same opinions we have different opinions from Latinos who lunch completely right yeah. And it's, but it's still at
3: least it's coming from a Latino perspective
1: yes it's yeah. still Valid because it's ours and we've lived
3: something similar. We're like Mm -hmm. the queer, politically incorrect, glad. Like, like (laughs) not queer. We're like the like ghetto, politically You're really not, not not at all. all. I don't know
2: what you say that
1: so much. I don't know. I feel like I am
3: problematic as fuck. I think we
1: all are problematic
3: as fuck. I think we're all that's all. I'm just mad maybe. Yeah, and so because there's different
1: ways people now use politically correct as one of those like words to just say like they can be homophobic or they can be whatever and so (laughs) that's where we're not Exactly, but (laughs) I see that as like Trumpites or whatever Trumpians or whatever the fuck you want to call them. Douchebags is what they're called. Yes, you're right. That's putting it nicely.
0: (laughs) I like that one better.
1: Um, (laughs) But really like those are the people that are like fuck political correctness and I'm like no, fuck you. Like what are you talking about? That's not even a big deal but they make it seem so so it's like a weird it's become like a weird trigger term that people just like oh my that? bad like, oh. I didn't mean to trigger y'all no not <laughs> triggering I don't know what the word I'm looking for is yeah, where it's just like I know like, what you mean it's, it's just it's like a hot a, button a bu- it's a buzzword yeah a buzzword it's been
0: sensationalized now
2: right and so yeah. people are like very pro being anti that and I'm like why okay
1: people
0: that
2: can't be politically correct and still be funny because most of the time it's referring to comedy like you can't be funny without being politically incorrect right if you can't be you're not a comedian yes that's how
1: i feel because i think for so long and we've talked about this a lot we're like comedy obviously so now we can jump into like media representation in general but like for where we are now half of the comedy and shit we grew up on is like hell no even
2: like not even grew up on like high school stuff yeah no some college stuff
1: definitely absolutely it's bad Um, it's very real but that's all how we got to the point we are now where all that shit's normalized and we think it's funny we think it's okay and we think you know just making fun of these people is what's norm and that's why it's so hard to combat the shit the douchebag is feeding them right Um, Because they're okay with that. And that's what they see as normal. Um, So what are some of your favorite pieces of media that you've seen and felt represented by recently?
3: Oh, shit. You want to go?
2: I was going to say, like, how recent?
3: Like in the last year. (laughs) In
2: the last year. Oh, I have a bunch. I really like the bold type. Oh, I wouldn't say that I feel represented in it, but I think it does a really good type uh, job of representing uh, well, What is it that has one? a it has an openly queer Muslim woman in it, mm. and no like a biracial woman who is one of the main leads uh-huh. who is figuring out her like sexual identity mm. And had uh, a leader, like in her twenties, you know. So it's a, it's <laughs> a really it's and it's like a good
3: kind of feminism. I don't know. Nice. I like that that particular feminism.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, I recently saw the miseducation of Cameron Post. Um, it's not quite out. It's not out yet. By the way, it's not not out in theaters. Damn, yet. you got the plug. Yay. 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 Shout out to the girlfriend. Um, <laughs> like, um, no, it was actually really cool. It's about um, you guys ever seen But I'm a Cheerleader? It yeah, was about a conversion camp. Yeah, fun. but like this one was better than that one because yeah, this one was diverse.
2: Huh. The book is out. You guys can read
3: the book. There's a Native American person. There's nice. uh, a biracial person, and um, I don't know. I really fuck with. This the main lead is very comfortable on her sexual identity and they keep trying to convince her she's not and she's like, fuck y'all. Hmm.
1: What other ones? What about Latino pieces?
3: Latino pieces? Are you trying
1: to
2: hit at Vida?
1: Yeah, I'm really not. The- are you hitting at Vida? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I swear I'm not.
2: We can talk about Vida though. We can
1: talk about Vida but I mean like in general from the past year because there's not One many. One day at a time.
2: <laughs> yeah. One, One day at time. <laughs> forever. Is, I mean it wasn't in the past, last year. Watched I that. mean yeah, yeah, season yeah, two came out last this year. year. Yeah. yeah, season two. Yeah, definitely. I, I love... Season, especially especially season one,
3: mm-hmm.
2: where she's like figuring it all out because same, yeah, like she's going through the damn motions and she's afraid to talk about it. Like, yeah, Elena was like
3: the best. Aww. Queer daughters, queer, uh, queer daughters, queer mothers, no, no, <laughs> straight moms. Um, what else other than Vida?
1: I feel like there's other Latinx shows that we've discussed and now we're freezing, so we're
2: like blanking.
3: Brother right. 99
2: does an okay job right now. I know Stephanie Beatrice needs to lisa get rid of that shirt but
1: <laughs> bruh i did not i saw that and i'm sad because we didn't talk about it on i actually our met episode. her that day
2: shut she up was, was wearing she wearing a, like, it she was wearing that shirt.
1: <gasps> yeah sorry and i, and I was
2: like <laughs> the tea honey i would be I like was, bitch you better run you i was really it. twisted up because like, how did you feel did honestly, you even care i i did i was like why we got a co-op but um
1: It's very annoying. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about it just for a second since we're already here. It's probably old news by now. But uh, basically, she wore a shirt that says, I'm rooting for everybody Latino. Which, if you know anything about anything, you know that Issa Rae said that uh, at the Oscar. Emmy? Emmy Emmy Golden Globes? Globes. Golden Golden Globes. Globes Globes sounds right. right. So (laughs) she said it in an interview when they asked her, like, who are you rooting for? She's like, well, I'm rooting for everybody black, which is iconic. (laughs) But... Latinos, especially, don't know when to shut the hell up and stop taking things from the black culture and community. Um, we always do that, and it's irritating as hell. And so that's kind of hilarious that you saw it live.
2: Yeah, um, it was at Clexicon.
1: I
3: saw that, but I didn't say and anything. And then I,
1: I heard that it was made mm-hmm. by a, like a super white Latina. I was like of course you did that
2: the
3: the shirt yes like it was
2: created by like I didn't know that they were selling that like mass produced I thought she got it like custom or something
3: I think that's what I heard I could be wrong but I I believe she could have literally just worn I'm reading for everyone black and it would have been the like okay cool that would have been 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 cool, especially for right but then we
1: have anti-blackness in our
3: community so did she really you know what I mean like is she really gonna wear that you can still wear it though and it still applies to Latinos but you don't have to co-op on anything you can literally just wear that shirt and it's like Effect. Nope,
1: they Just, gotta steal it and yeah. pretend that they made something brilliant
2: <sighs> anyway so go on brooklyn nine nine so yeah. sorry so she only wore it for that panel because i saw her a couple times that day but that like so this, this panel was queer women of color in the media or something like that or and something like that i can't Volume remember the exact one. title whatever that <laughs> is um, <laughs> whatever they are um <laughs> so she only wore it. I, I remember specifically like i was like a Going to another one of her panels later, and I was like, "She's not wearing the same outfit." So what's, what's the tea? Um, <laughs> she changed <laughs> it there. She changed it. Yeah, that same thing. Someone probably called her out. Maybe I don't know.
1: It's a queer woman of color panel. I feel like another. <laughs> I feel like a black woman would call her
2: out. Yeah, you think the, she should they, have. They didn't, and honestly, like a couple of things she said during scenes. that panel, I didn't love. Oh gosh, they weren't like super problematic or anything. I was just kind of like, ah, there's, there's mm. great areas there," but it was a really. I don't know. I was just kind of depressed during the whole the whole panel because it was just like a lot of um, POC pain. <laughs> yeah, that's mm. what I like to call it. And it was just like, oh god, we're all just complaining and not and like celebrating. I mean, Clexicon was
3: created because of queer pain, so <laughs> gotta touch on it a little bit. Yeah,
2: but we're still meant to be a celebration of the fandom. Yeah, well, there you no, go. I'm not saying
3: that it should focus on that. I'm just saying, yeah. like, yeah, dude. But why can't, was it only the women? Yeah, like, that's one of those, like, ugh, but it's but triggering it was,
2: for our communities. Like, but I went this. to a lot of panels, and the ones that were about, like, more white shows or more white topics were nothing but celebration, nothing but right. fun. And, and that's humor.
1: true in just general media, beyond media, is with people of color, anything. Yeah. It always becomes about the sad sob story, or you hear only you only see the slavery films, or you only see the immigration right. films or the hood
3: films. Yes.
1: It's literally or the worst shot. of what we go through. And it gets exhausting because you do want to be celebrated. And so that's why something like insecure is really refreshing. Cause you see like the fun, lighthearted friendship side of the bullshit. So that's very real. Um, not, you know, just for the qu- any marginalized community yeah. in general is able to have fun instead
2: of just like suffering all the fucking time.
1: Right. Yeah, I
3: don't need to see a shooting every fucking like show. That's why I probably don't watch all the TV. Yeah. It's the I same plot. TV, okay? It's the same plot. Love TV. I love no, TV no, 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 From what I watch. You don't watch the same things I watch, so it's okay. Oh, I'm so fucking sorry. You watch happy things. This <laughs> is why y'all are a good combo, because you
1: get the best of both worlds.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're
2: over, yeah.
1: So do we want to talk about Vida? This is a new queer show, Latinx ran. And queer and
2: Latinx ran. Queer and Latinx. and Latinx ran. All Latinx writers. Only one. Very
1: man. white Latinx, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I done, uh, I would not and disagree. i personally don't identify with many characters
3: <laughs> so my only so thing i feel is, weird about yeah, the show my my only currently. thing is that like i feel like a lot of the slang is like um overdone yes the dialogue is cheesy yeah like frikiando like i mean i, I like that I, stay, I start saying that now though cuz that's funny <laughs> you like fun. talking shit but you're but using it, yeah, no, of it, it in the show. And, no it's just cuz like I feel like when I speak Spanish, it's more natural to say like a sentence or a phrase in Spanish. Something that can't be translated is what you say in Spanish. Or, like, mm-hmm. you know, you say alhuacate instead of avocado. See how hard that was? <laughs> Avocado See It's not natural to right,
1: me but it felt Avocado <laughs> oh, But even sometimes They were like
3: Pero like I, girl. Wish, I wish the
0: listeners Could have seen your face Cause like your face <laughs> Explained it completely Yeah it like, did Like you see your face And you know what What you're talking about What you're about. talking yeah. about It's
1: real
3: It's like Friqueando Like you don't have to put A Spanglish turn In every sentence That's like, what it, Cause there's some
1: Where they're like Pero like uh And I was like Bruh Like sometimes that comes out But like y'all are forcing
3: it Right yeah, There's here. like a whole phrase usually But they just literally just stick One in every sentence And it's like <laughs> It feels funny It's, it's it seems out of place only it's in the unnatural. dialogue it's in the dialogue just feels unnatural but again this is not my lived experience i'm not a latina person from la and i don't know how that is but like for my own and it's not it's not always going to be what you need to see you right. know like we can't expect one experience well, and that's
1: the thing that you said earlier where it was like you want to grasp onto anything because it has people like you and so you're like ah, i want this and then i've discussed with maite quite a bit that i was like I don't relate to any of this <laughs> shit, like at all. Even the brownest girl on the show, I'm like, I'm trying Maddie. to relate yeah. to her, but I don't feel that either because they give her all those lines. Yeah, but where she's, she's like, like,
3: I'm radical. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah, she's okay. like, you know, we hear spray painting things, and I'm like, wait, brown people aren't allowed to do that. Like, yeah. did, did the writers not in the
1: daylight with your face? But see, that's girl. how you know.
3: That's how you know which what color the skin of the writers were right. writing because uh, any brown person literally like causing damage to property you're getting arrested like on the spot like have y'all not actually broken the law i have questions okay because (laughs) (laughs) let me tell you you won't get arrested or shot real fast well and that's the thing
1: that's beautiful about discussing media in general is the criticism and i think a lot of times we just consume 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 and we don't um criticize and we like to do a lot of
3: Critic- it's constructive. constructive. It's just kind of, it's, it's n- we're not dismantling heroes. it. We're right. just saying, hey, is this, you know, check it? But we need right. that because Oh, it, absolutely. It, yeah. Yeah, everyone we, needs to get yeah,
0: checked. Of course. And
1: yeah. I think we especially need that because Latinos are the number one consumers of buying a movie ticket. And it is I know we discussed on the episode we did with you all. It's our escapism. I would say it's one of our most major escapisms. I don't know if that's a fucking word. I just made it one. Jesus,
3: but
0: you're right because you know when when we're trying to get in there and and when it's so many people to represent. But on the flip side, the controlling powers don't necessarily care about that. Right. And we're trying to get our foot in the door in terms of representation. We have to make sure that the people that are in control have the buy-in. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how do we maneuver that to make sure that we get in there? Right. And that's a tough... I and mean, not
1: just your stereotype <clears throat> bullshit or just your white Latinos or whatever. Because it's it's that same thing also where I'm like, if you get fresh young voices in a writer's room, y'all shows would be a lot more successful, guaranteed. But they're not. Like Right. Now, I've Obviously seen... it i've seen some people more recently but like for the past few shows that have kind of tried to be successful the reason i think jane the virgin was so successful is because it felt relevant they were doing text messages they were doing all these funny cool things that we could relate to now fucked up whereas something (laughs) like for me like i know y'all like cristela a lot i didn't like it i couldn't even get through it i was cringing because it felt outdated and
0: that and and i think that you know the 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 that white money is like that's why we feel like this is a dice game Right. Because we don't know whether, you know. Plus they're it's not elaborate. really
1: trying to look into us and actively find your writers right. that are and into it and have and, innovative new ideas. And the
0: spectrum is like, it's when you look at it, it's so like, it. there's no way that you're going to piece to the, 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 what you might be looking for as a target demo. Right. With one particular show versus the next one, because we are everything. It's so much more diverse yeah. in our community then we then, even discuss yeah so well, we're having I didn't mean to cut you off sorry.
2: The, no, the thing about vida though is like that I actually found out like today is that the normal process is when somebody writes a pilot they shop it to some networks and like the showrunner is you like usually the creator of that pilot or, pilot or somebody buys that pilot or whatever but this was a completely different process not only was it done within like 12 weeks cl- casting and writing included hmm. it also wasn't Tanya Saracho's like Pilot, like somebody came to her and was like, I want to make a show. She was on NPR, yeah. Yeah, she was like, they're like, make a show about gentification. So basically, like, it was against Latinos and make it about chipsters. They're like that's what they wanted to focus on. They wanted About to
3: what? They wanted to aim the, like the Chicano demographic hipst- Chicano yeah. hipsters. Hipsters. I've never yeah. heard that. Chicano
2: hipsters yeah. and yeah. gentrification, which is like gentrification. Right, from right, right. Our Straight right. out of LA. Yeah. Straight out like,
3: of LA. <laughs> that's
2: that's what their purpose was. This is like the network went to her. So it was by the network, most likely white people went to her and were like create a show basically p- pitting like some Latinos against other Latinos. Yeah. And though I'm not saying like identification and, and chipsterness is obviously it's a, it's a real thing but i'm like fucking hey just fucking shop around for a
3: pilot it's kind, kind of a lame thing i'm sure somebody on. has a
2: pilot yeah. out there yeah, that yeah. will fit that whatever token that you want to throw on your now. no stars
3: literally said we need to make a show about uh, millennial latinas we need the Basically. demographic go make it that's and what the, they said but
2: then they also specifically named those terms that's yeah. where i'm like I don't want to blame it all on, on, on them, you know what I mean? Especially considering they had two weeks to cast and get all the writers that together. A lot so no, 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 And it is, ten weeks to write it. No, she said yeah. Tanya was still writing some of the episodes while she was
3: shooting the first episode. It's only season? six episodes long. It's only six episodes long. I didn't know that, yeah, there're already at four, there's two more left. but
0: even that speaks to like you know it speaks to the scope of what what we're what, what we're we given. are up against, yeah. what yeah. we are given, yeah, they gave us dealing- per-
2: they gave her parameters, you know yeah. what I mean, like that's fucked to yeah. me like
1: you're already setting us up for failure and we're yeah. trying to combat that mm-hmm. um. I don't know. Uh, again, we're when we discuss these things, it's not to shit on these things. It's literally because we we have to discuss these things to evolve and not to just accept whatever we're given. So, thank you for sharing uh, some <laughs> Sorry, of your really thoughts. And, no, that's good. That's what we want I agree. to do. Yes. yes, Pat. The
3: only thing I'm thinking about is um, the Charmed, the new series. Well. Oh,
1: oh yes, Charmed with the. So we Latina. discussed it initially when we first heard about it because it was supposed to be about Afro Latinas, right, or something like that. So there's only there's
3: one Afro Latina. Mm-hmm. They
2: they finally premiered the trailer for it this week. Yeah. So
1: oh, week, the yeah. trailer came out. So then I was hearing some feedback from the original. People that were saying like, no, if you're going to like shit on our name, then that doesn't even make it an ode to the original show, which is very true. And I hate it because then it like has an attachment to Latinidad, right? Like we barely have anything, but then you're, you're, you're doing that to what we barely have already. And it feels
3: like tokenism is what it feels like.
1: And I think it could be something really cool. But at the same time, if you're doing something like brujeria, that's like... Very serious. Like, that shit's not to be played with and.
2: Do your damn I research. Yeah. you seen
3: the yeah. Yeah. I seen haven't, it, I trailer? Yeah. I haven't seen it. seen it. They're I, not really uh, focusing on brujeria. It looks like like, white. It literally <laughs> looks like charmed, but with. But wait, <laughs> with Latina girls. Yeah, that's it. It's not brujeria okay. at all. I heard
1: some. I saw that on, like, Twitter where someone was like, "That's that could be mad disrespectful. There's a different
2: show that's being shot. Is
1: that something else it I'm talking about? It hasn't been,
2: like, greenlit or anything, but they're, like, yeah, they're de- they're working on, like, developing another show about that. But it's not Charmed, per se. Charmed is literally just Charmed, but you make it brown and a little bit queer. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's all they did. It's but it's I suppose, pretty whitewashed. I, I have high hopes for it, okay? like the, I think that the, probably the first episode is going to suck.
1: Is mm-hmm. so
3: this uh, the showrunner for Jane
2: the Virgin doing
1: the it? The showrunner Jane for Jane, Jane the Virgin's doing right. it? She's the white um, girl. The white lady? Jane, Jane, I don't know her don't name.
2: Know. Her name isn't Jane. Yeah, something with a J. Wait, well, um, her name was Jane, 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 the, Jane Virginia, and she'd write Jane, Virginia, Jane the Virgin. that's who it is, yeah. Jennifer, some shit like that. <laughs> Um. Um. So I also
1: Virginia just, Williams. Any other big media yeah. Piece? For me push?
2: Yeah.
1: I thought it, but you said it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Any other pieces of media you want to discuss Yay. as we wrap up? Jenny. 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 Mm, yeah. What's her name? Jenny Erman.
2: Um diet land so, i'm really excited for diet land diet land it's gonna star a big woman yeah she's white but like she's but she's pretty cool i read the book recently and the book was absolutely amazing i think they're gonna change up the show a lot because it's you know gonna be an ongoing series but i have really high hopes it's very feminist it's even a little bit queer in the book mm. um and it's about like super round girl positivity you know what i mean like they're really going the next what level what is that no, i'm just <laughs> it's like I don't know it's just so important to me mm-hmm. you know what I mean like because we I mean for me growing up big or whatever like I had so many like negative feelings about myself that's a whole nother episode and like reading that book was basically like re- watch or reading the uh, character that is unlearning all that and it was just beautiful so I hope that I too, need to read it you have to I
1: will immediately <laughs> I'm still like reading Roxane Gay and other things. Have you read Roxane I haven't? Gay? You I'm gotta, not, like, I see, you got to read Rax I don't, Roxane Gay. She's I like don't queen
2: love nonfiction Well. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, I just I turned really my head
2: non-fiction. to her. I'm just
1: kidding.
3: Um, well, anything uh, else you want to share any other media pieces? Um fuck, I watched so much stuff now, I just it pose. all becomes Oh yeah, pose. Pose.
1: Aww, by I Ryan Murphy, see that. yeah, yeah, all those queer and trans like weekend. voices. It
3: comes out. Well, this is it came month. out already. It's already out. Ago. It came out during Pride Month, <laughs> and <laughs> this is the only time that I'm going to be okay with Ryan Murphy doing a thing. Oh my goodness,
2: he's taking the back seat on this. Thank you, sit he down, white man. Thank episode.
3: you. <laughs> be but that he, y'all <laughs> need to do an episode and on trans hand. and black,
1: and we did. Okay, so sorry. Wow,
2: I hate me too. We dragged him. It's
1: fine.
3: Yeah. I, yeah. And you know what? Yeah. We went in with different, we I went in, I went in with them. a lot of hate and then I was like, you know, he's okay. And I don't hate him. I don't hate him because I still
1: him. feel like he still provides a lot of pose is amazing we talked about
2: that um, about pose on our episode that we recorded today but yeah we how exciting in the past it's casted like 150 trans people wow and
3: trans black women and writers directors everything everyone's brown everyone's black everyone's trans everyone's queer it's really can you believe (laughs) can you believe (laughs) yes okay yeah all right. Happy Pride if this comes out during Pride. It Hopefully probably,
1: it will. That's maybe. the plan and we plan on doing uh our art show and everything. So this is opening up our our queer season, I guess. Queer season forever. <laughs> <laughs> 2018 um, so 2018 so is blessed us. Is blessed us. Oh my god, I'm dead. <laughs> In case you don't know. Um so <laughs> I also wanted to wish you all a recent happy one year to Thank your you. lovely CYC podcast. You ask, yes. Thank you. Do Ta-da. you have do you have future goals for the show?
3: And for yourselves. Yeah. I mean, um, we wanna always get bigger and reach more people and have more queer people find us. Like For me it was what I mentioned earlier. Like mm-hmm. I
2: really want to become like a source to certain people who are like con- you know, especially like Non-marginalized people who are mm-hmm. out there and have a lot of power in the media, like l- listen to us and listen to what we're saying, and then maybe you'll we're understand. We're not always just talking shit. We're not all <laughs> we are. We're talking about we're constructive shit. shit constructive criticism. It's, it's not even shit. Oh, it's
1: what they need to hear that they're not listening to, and yeah. we call it that, and we humble it because we're so used to feeling like we're critical and harsh. When mm. no, it's what the fuck they need to Cause be cause hearing. We're
2: angry brown women.
3: Right. and Angry
1: lesbians.
2: Right. <laughs> so they, yeah, that's what I hope is that that people will like. In power will listen and take from it, and then hire me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> same, <laughs> honestly. Yeah.
1: Um. What advice would you give to young people like you as we wrap up the interview?
2: No pressure. No pressure. Use the media. I mean, like a lot of people have said, like one day at a time they sit there and watch it with their moms and like maybe they'll understand it a little bit better Mm -hmm. i know not just not just you Cynthia, but like i watch it with my mom i told you to yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. and like that'll like show them like this experience step by step episode by episode like use the media in your favor like to to help
3: open your your family's eyes if you need to you know and Mm -hmm. yeah that's true
2: take your time Cynthia,
3: Um, don't sacrifice yourself to make other people happy. Mm. Find your own happiness and live Uh, in that. Damn, I'm
1: sure. Hit me right in the (laughs) chest. That's beautiful. All right. Well, thank you both so much for being here. I will be wrapping up this little chicken nugget, aka (laughs) the Cocotazo. We are very glad that y'all were able to come back and be with us. I am so. I am so um grateful for y'all's presence. I am tired of Patton Cynthia right now. Oh my god, I want to <laughs> die. Okay, so I can't even wrap up the show, but I really am thankful for y'all's work and I know that the p- I'm over am, y'all. Am, are are done? y'all done? Okay. Y'all wanna want to get a room? have
2: to continue because we do want a room. We're
1: in one. <laughs> okay, so what I'm getting at is that I'm grateful for your work and I wish you all the best because it's very important and necessary and I think you both provide a special narrative that is vital to our progression as people and as a Podcasterio community and as a Latinx community and beyond. Um, especially, I always get so happy because Maite will talk about her work I guess light privilege and uh, her colored eyes, because they talk about colorism a lot, and and just your hood reality. You talk about. Do we want to play the gunshot game as we end up in the show? Oh,
0: I'd have to find. Different Good counters, <laughs> Okay, maybe we'll
1: save it for next time. 50 okay. cows okay. are really
0: scary triggering. You have for me. 20, I got a 45 in the truck. If you want to. All right. Yes. Shout, Shout out Texas. I already told you. Shout what out Texas. You already
1: is. told me it was a 45. <laughs> oh we can't oh my god. Oh my god. So thank you so much both for being here. Thank you for your work. Where can
2: we find you? At CYC Podcast on Instagram and Twitter, facebook.com forward slash CYC pod.
3: Or you can just Google Cabronas y Chingonas también. Oh, you can just can go, go to go cabronas yeah. Yay, about yeah. And what about your personal you can find
0: them stuff? Everywhere. <laughs> yeah,
2: you can plug your personal. Uh, yeah, sure. If you want to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure. My personal Twitter is MYTE Panda. My personal Twitter is at Fried Papita. Mm-hmm. And I, um, yeah, I tweet all day. Yeah, same, honestly. Well, thank you both for being
1: did I say that wrong? Beers. Yes. Thank you both for being here. <laughs> Thank you. We are very grateful to know you all and to be part of the the same podcast radio ne- network community with you all. I look forward to all your future success. And Rafa, do you have anything to wrap up our De Cocotazo, our second De Cocotazo with one of our favorite podcasts?
0: I don't. This is really dope. I feel complete now that, you know, <laughs> Maite has... Rejoined us here in Dallas. Ooh! Even if, just for a quick minute.
3: Same. Ya se fue. No! Don't let
1: her
2: <laughs>
0: leave We're
1: sad again. Oh my God. We all have a crush on my thing. Yay. Um, okay, so we are wrapping up the episode. Hope you enjoyed our very second De Cocotazo
0: Very second Very second (laughs) (laughs) There ain't no second Like this one I finished my
1: cup of wine And now I don't know What I'm saying But thank you as always For listening to The Colores Radio You can find us At The Colores Co Email us If you have Anything you want to share With us At The Colores Collective At gmail.com Follow us We love you Have a good night The
0: Colores Radio